You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. To this review of the third annual final season of Archer. Uh, with me on this mission are Jordan. Hello. Kimberly. Hey there. And Gina. Howdy ho there, neighbors. I, of course, am your resident spymaster, Rose. Uh, what did you guys think of this season? I really dug it. I, I thought that, you know, it was going to be pretty hard-pressed to be good after having gone on for so long and had so many other previous final seasons and of course with the passing of Jessica Walter really didn't know how they were going to go on but damn if they didn't do it <laughs> I actually thought this is one of my favorite seasons in a while I actually thought they were able to pull it off and there are like at least now three episodes of this season I would say are like some of my absolute favorite classics now yeah and i've heard that from a lot of people it's not me necessarily but i i did find this one pretty enjoyable nevertheless i do love the season um i wouldn't say it's my favorite be- because i i do feel jessica walters brought a lot to the series mm-hmm. and she was definitely missed um, but it made, they made the most out of it by having the subplot, the whole series of who was going to replace her as head of the agency. So that was kind of fun. I think everybody on the team got to go at being the leader. Uh, Archer, of course, was a wrench in everyone's leadership plans every episode. So I think my favorite was when Ray got his turn at being the leader, which was pretty early on. Um, yeah. Um, Bless his and heart. honestly, Ray would be a great leader if he had a team that wasn't full of like bumbling fools and or secretaries who are pyromaniacs and assholes. Yeah. If he had like an actually like a respectful, qualified team, he could be a great leader. Unfortunately, yeah. that's not the team he has. Those aren't the tools in his kit. So his episode was hilarious. They had a whole jungle adventure. And the thing in this show, the the running gag since season, I don't know, one, has been Ray gets hurt. Ray is in critical <laughs> condition, and they did that again. Yeah. <laughs> no lost limbs this time, though. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, at this point, how many more does he have left to lose? Not many. I think he has one arm, one leg. Actually, no legs. Literally yeah. just one arm and a torso and a head. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, outside of that, Ray tried to be competent. He had a really big mission to handle. It was in the middle of the, like, Amazon, kind of. There were a lot of animals that found him tasty that episode, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Who else? I mean, Cyril. I don't... Did they even give him a chance at being team leader? I think he tried, and they just laughed at him immediately, and then that was that. It it happened for, like, a brief moment. And then they were just like, yeah. nah, fuck you. As it happens every time Cyril tries to take a leadership role, never ends well. 
Yeah, but I love the voice actor who plays Cyril. He is probably my yeah, favorite character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Parnell is such a good voice actor. You mm-hmm. feel every time he talks, he has a little bit of um, shame in his voice and uncertainty. <laughs> He plays that role so well, and he's been doing it for 13 seasons. Damn. Lana, of course, is there. Oh, another subplot this season was um, Lana is getting a divorce from her billionaire husband, and they are fighting for custody of AJ. So that was pretty fun. We got to see that whole family dynamic between her, Archer, and AJ. For me, that every time that subplot came up, it was just like a splash of cold water in the face every time we were having too much fun, which... I, I guess it was kind of nice to have those little moments of uh, somewhat realism, as realistic as a show can be. Um, but at the same time, it almost verged on slightly too dramatic for this show. I'm, I'm glad things ultimately went the way that they did. That, that got a kind of a nice resolution, but I feel like half of Lana's dialogue this season was, my custody hearing is coming up, and it's like, all right. I'm actually glad you brought that up, Rose, because that was kind of my disappointment this season because Lana is such a great character. And of course, Aisha Tyler is my absolute favorite. Uh, But when we found it was such a big reveal, we found out that she was pregnant. Right. And was having a child. And we were all like, how the fuck is this going to operate with (laughs) having a child with this this group and her career so and her being so stubborn headed exactly so to see this kind of play out the way it did i was just like for me it was it wasn't about like a splash in the face it was kind of just like wow i wish this actually had more emotional depth um i wish they actually had taken it there because then we can see another layer of lana that would be expected because lana kind of is the emotional maturity at times out of the group. So it wouldn't have been that far-fetched to have moments like that. I was going to say, yeah, at times, but it's like, I I do like the episode where that's resolved, you know, the custody hearing and such. But Mm -hmm. yeah, you said rightly, Gina, at times, because like the moment that's over and she could just shit talk the hell out of Robert, who I still enjoyed seeing, because I'm always happy to see Stephen Tobolowski. I I am. Oh, yeah. In anything. Yeah, but I will say this season, uh, a lot of characters uh, really did improve. Like one, uh, we had a not a rampage so much as a Pam page episode, <laughs> which was... So perfect, and I love the development of Pam this season, even having a major love interest that mm-hmm. even verged into polyamory and ethical non-monogamy, which I fucking cheered for as someone who practiced that myself. Yeah, and really, this whole season, I found it very interesting, because, yeah, I was, I, I too was majorly worried, how is this going to go without Mallory? around but i feel like the very first episode of this season kind of helped give a fresh clean slate to really show like yeah the sh- uh the 
the dynamic is going to change, but it's not going to change too much. It's still going to be very Archer-like. And I will say, one one particular episode out of Network is one of my absolute favorites of the show now. Because it's about Archer, you know, seeking therapy. And of course, what's going to... An Archer therapy episode without the chronically underlying psychosexual issues of his relationship with his mother. Although that can never be entirely out. Absent. Yeah, which was just brilliant. And I also thought, like, the ending was, like, a very... as And I loved how last season ended with uh, Mallory. But I felt like this episode mm-hmm. was also, like, a fervor, like... Yeah, another uh, send-off for her tri- character. Yeah, tribute yeah. and loving send-off for both Mallory and Jessica Walter, which I did really love. And yeah, uh, okay, this show has... This show has buried its way into my subconscious and lexicon with how I talk. And uh, same. My syntax. It just, I, I did a big uh, series entire rewatch in the lead up to season what, 11, 12, something. Yeah. Most recent seasons. And of course, I've seen all of them, but I hadn't done like a complete and total weekend long binge watch. My boyfriend hadn't really seen it all the way through either, so we just sat down and did that over the course of the weekend. And yeah, it really made me realize how much that show came to inform the way that I talk and my style of humor and everything because it was originally on when I was first in my early 20s and just those perfectly formative years for developing that kind of thing and I was like wow damn apparently I'm just a walking archer soundboard (laughs) yeah and and as a major lesbian I will agree with one of Cheryl's lines either way my response is boobs (laughs) speaking of Cheryl I would you think about the way that she was used this season because there was one episode where they she wasn't in it and they kept mentioning over and over about how she wasn't there and it was a good choice to leave her behind you know where is Cheryl and she shows up in the next one and although her appearance in that episode was absolutely hilarious Cheryl at her at her finest I was wondering did that have something to do with maybe like Judy Greer's shooting schedule yeah I was gonna say this was probably when she was uh doing reboot on Hulu yeah that's Uh, I was thinking. I I don't know. I, I I do feel like also going on thirteen seasons and with a character as utterly chaotic and unpredictable and as much a wild card as Cheryl is, you really are kind of trying to up the ante of like how much more fucked up can we possibly get with this psycho that is a therapist or psychiatrist wet dream of a patient to have well <laughs> she actually took a level in badass this season that they've never done oh, she before did. oh god yeah uh, and i was really excited about it because like like uh you were saying She's always been psychotic, um, but finally they're utilizing it for the team. She's no more crazy than the rest of the gang at the end of the day. But before they always used her as a distraction or, you know, kind of just a secondary character as a punchline. But now she's actually coming in. She's wrecking stuff. She's exploding things. Uh, It was really fun to see her actually take an active part in a mission. I think she was active in. (laughs) So she was absent from one episode, uh, but they didn't let you forget that she was around they the characters were all like where's Cheryl we miss her same kind of thing they did with Ray <laughs> in other episodes so I don't know yeah. if it was the actors care s- s- schedules or if it was just right. they were writing it in so the team realized how much they needed each other but uh when yeah. Cheryl came back she came back with a vengeance and she had one of the most badass um 
scenes in the whole series. She just took out, I want to say, a whole gang of military combatants that they were up against very easily, all while wearing a fur coat, which I respected. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't. What I will say, mm-hmm. I, I did also really love the increased uh, screen time for Fabian Kingsworth, played by Kayvan Novak from What We Fucking Do. Guy. What We Do in the Shadows. And I had, and here's the thing, I kind of kept forgetting, oh yeah, that's Kayvon Novak because he sounds so completely fucking different. Yeah, apparently he's like a world class impressionist or something and uh, yeah, it shows. It really does. And and actually how the season unfurls into this one long narrative of not just how are they going to work within IIA to get out from under their thumb and carry on the legacy that Mallory set, but also uh, pretty much being unknowing accomplices in a big plan Fabian has. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the the through line through the whole season is, you know, he keeps setting them up on these things and that that was less interesting to me than them trying to uh, determine who was going to be the next head of the agency, but it did have a pretty good payoff, I thought. I felt like it was always obvious who was going to be chosen. Maybe it could have been some one other person, but I it was just so obvious that it would be the person that was chosen. Um, yeah, the, the the finale was great because I did like the choice of mm-hmm. who's now leading the agency, and yeah, it did feel predictable, but it was also like some good closure and also showing like okay, we can actually conceivably keep going with this like yeah like like yeah with what this new status that's quo the is. thing is if this truly is the final season it's like well no you just kicked open a whole new door of other avenues for us is, is this really going to be it this time because i'd kind of like to see mm-hmm. where this goes yeah yeah because i haven't heard anything actually about them like canceling it or renewing it for a new season so i'm curious to see like where they're gonna move forward at this point it wouldn't be surprised if they announced another one yeah and i will exactly yeah and i will say it was odd seeing an actual mature archer this time h john benjamin still does a fantastic job as just the biggest asshole imaginable uh in sterling archer but yet this character's actually really changed and matured like this season is the biggest proof of that i mean I he's mean, gotta be in his like mid 40s by now yeah, yeah. character I, I mean he's still an asshole who is completely selfish and will undo even his own plans <laughs> out of his own laziness and need to either get drunk fuck or do both at the same time yeah yeah, he was at his most don't-give-a-fuck mode this season. <laughs> yeah, and at the same time, he definitely matured. I mean, he came into his own as a without his mom keeping him in line. He was wilder than usual, usual but he also knew that he had to keep the agency afloat. He himself mm-hmm. even mentioned a couple times, like, this is my mother's legacy. So even while he was, you know, screwing around and being drunk on missions... He still really did care about the agency and getting the job done, uh, which is a more mature archer than I think we've ever seen. Um, kind of the same thing with Lana. She came into being a mother this season, 
I know it was a little bit annoying always hearing about her custody battle, but in the prior seasons, that was kind of a big sticking point with her where she, even though she like stole Archer's semen to make a baby, and then after that was like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to be a mother. Very kind of conflicting uh, things she did there. But this season, she actually was fighting for her daughter and wanted to have a connection with her, which I, I appreciated. It was just another layer to her. Um, and it's all coming full circle with how the season ends knowing um what position she ends in and she's kind of repeating a cycle of what how the season started especially that they aged up aj so they aged up aj from i feel like last season she was like three to five and now she's like 12 to 13 <laughs> or something yeah they aged her up a lot but i love that she has a lot of qualities of archer and lana and you can tell she's just going to be a troublemaker so if they keep letting the seasons go on i really kind of hope they end the series with her being just a half like a biracial female archer that's what i would love the season oh, it, the yeah. series to end oh on. it's clear like she's due to become her father's daughter yes like essentially and i cannot wait to see just I mean, how messy with like a gets. splash of aunt pammy because oh yeah it, it's all kind of like a, a self-repeating cycle because in, in many ways lana has treated aj like mallory did to archer when he was growing up much much better mind you but a lot of the same broad strokes generally and it's like oh well she, yeah absolutely she's gonna turn out just to be another little archer yeah i mean she sent her away to boarding school which is what mallory did to archer she's been a little bit distant but also has kept her in the spy world it's it's totally if they're not building up to do a full circle at the end of the series i don't know what they're doing oh and yeah that's something too with lana that i for the past like i think two seasons at least i have come to dislike her more and more she went from being one of my favorite characters on the show to just unlikable because of the way they had shown her treating aj and especially treating archer in regards to aj like i thought you know not telling her that that was her dad but still taking her to see him and she doesn't treat treat him or talk to him or think of him as her dad it was just so like mean-spirited even for this show um and i'm glad to see they kind of dialed that back a little bit this season and maybe are clearing the way for that to be not a thing anymore yeah they ended the season with them being potentially a family next season i yeah. you know in my perfect world i'd love the series to end with archer and lana to be together i feel like they they're the in-game mm -hmm. couple um as dysfunctional as they are they do technically have a family together so it would be just fun to watch and lana and archer haven't been together in a couple seasons now it's been a, a solid yeah. five seasons since they've actually been in a couple so seeing them get back together next season would be really fun yeah and i can totally see this series ending whenever it finally does um with maybe like a flash forward to a now grown-up aj and whatnot and seeing just how close the the mallory archer aj thing really turns out to be that'll be fun were there any was there anything y'all didn't like about this season like any big thing that was a con for you um Something that's kind of been a problem for me for past seasons that had only grown and grown was how involved the other characters were. Like when the show first started out, you had, you know, like Krieger as the Q figure and things like that, where everybody just kind of stayed in their lanes and provided their humor from what they were. And it, it makes sense story-wise, especially with their agency repeatedly falling apart and it's just kind of an all-hands-on-deck thing, having everybody, you know, have to contribute, but... 
I feel like they were coming up with increasingly less interesting ways to have literally the entire cast in on a mission rather than just the few where it would be funny or, or necessary or whatnot. So that at times kind of annoyed me where it's like, nope, we got to have everybody. And it's like, well, do you really though? Um, but other than that, no. Mine was just that we didn't get Barry this season. Barry's one of my favorite characters. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Barry forgot about him I kind of yeah. did feel like there was going to be some I did kind of feel like there was going to be some misdirect setup to like oh it's Barry that's being called in, I'm kind of but... shocked that Fabian oh, didn't have been at least yeah, one Barry robot great. on the payroll yeah, yeah. you'd think yeah, with as much as Fabian did to fuck everyone over it, having like not Barry Barry, but a Barry android to just to taunt Archer. I just thought, yeah, that is something that fucking asshole would do. If I had any cons about this season, it's yeah, maybe some of the characters weren't as involved as I'd like. But I get it. It's like the the show's been going on for a while. You can't reasonably have something for everyone all the time. That's fine. But it. But uh, it was made up for by how good the cast chemistry still is. Like, everything's snappy between everyone. Like, it, it's a mile a minute with jokes and character development. So. Yeah, I mean, I was on and off with Archer. Uh, I think I may have missed a few seasons. I mean, I skipped all the seasons. He was in a coma. I, I literally skipped like four seasons. I don't, I don't care for a long time. <laughs> I was like, damn, 13 years? Yeah. And so, right. But I, I before I watched season 13, I went back in, because I think I only missed like a few seasons. And I think for me, Archer's always been my favorite because I always bond with the, the alcoholic main character with dysfunctional family issues. So I'm like, hey, that's me. Howdy ho. Um, but this season, I think what I dislike the most is just... I don't know, they, I feel like, like, I think for me, it was just the emotional beats that I feel like they should have went a little bit deeper with, because typically it is snappy, it's always like fun commentary and banter and some weird universes within universes, like, this this show has explored a lot over its, its running time and its existence, but I feel like this season, I would actually like to, for it to be a little bit more grounded um, especially because that, that <laughs> Jessica Walter, like it's missing period. Like, it's just not, I miss her. so. <laughs> I miss his yeah. mom so, so, so fucking much. I didn't realize how much I loved her character until she wasn't there anymore. And at first I thought I would be okay with it. Like, oh yeah, I'm not really like stressed, but Mallory Archer is like, she was just such, oh man, she's. She was just such a a light on this show that, and even their dynamic, like it never got old. So for me, it was just like, I was really curious to see if they were really just kind of take it a step further in regards to Archer coming to terms with that and Lana and his relationship. I did like how you, uh, Rose, you brought up about Lana and Kim about like just that dynamic with how she's treating Archer and I wish they would have actually addressed that more I feel like they touched upon a lot of like serious issues but then didn't really (laughs) like drive it home so 
I'm just curious because in previous seasons they would do that, but they would they'll be able to resolve it in a way where I don't know it, it would through Archer his drinking <laughs> like like that shitty ass intervention episode they tried to have. <laughs> Um, but they would resolve it in a way where I would still feel like there there was some development with Archer. And of course, he gets the most character development because he's the main character. But overall, I would have liked to have seen just how the absence of Mallory Archer really impacted everyone. And then the issues that kind of everyone, it brings up with ha- them having to step into these ro- new roles, right? Because now they are trying to figure out where they stand um because they they need to find a new leader uh, i just wish they would have actually like kind of ante up that conflict or drama just a little bit more because we haven't really seen that for some time so i think that would be my only negative thing like it wasn't like the worst season ever but there was it wasn't also like the most memorable either for me like there's other seasons that i would prefer to rewatch over and over again versus this season but I did enjoy it like it was still I'm glad the humor and the comedy is still there unlike you know family guy where it's like all right (laughs) y'all been on for too long you know what I mean like wrap it up yeah so I didn't get that feeling of like fatigue when I'm watching Archer where I'm just like all right this isn't funny anymore or the banter isn't hitting like it used to I didn't really get that feeling yet so and that's a testament uh, to the writing and the development of the characters. Well, with that, should we just go into final thoughts? Yeah. All right. Uh, Kimberly, why don't you start us off? So this series, um, completely agree with Jenna. I feel like it's not the worst series. It's definitely not the worst series. It's not even the you know top three worst series um, out of this show, but it's not something memorable necessarily. I'd rather watch one of the seasons one through six before I would rewatch this one. And I think a huge part of that is because it felt really redundant. Every episode to me started off with Fabian telling the gang I need you to go do this mission. The gang being upset because they don't want to be told what to do by Fabian. They just want to be an independent agency again. But unfortunately, they are, you know, a spinoff of the IIA or or a subsect of the IIA. And so every episode kind of just started with them being told by Fabian to go do something. Them not really wanting to do it. Them arguing who's going to be the leader of this mission. Nobody wants the other person to be the leader. And then the mission kind of becomes a mess. And I felt like I just saw the same plot over and over and over again this whole series. I would have enjoyed a bottle episode. I would have enjoyed a side plot just for one or two episodes where they did something different but literally every episode was Fabian kind of calls them tells them to do something and they they have to go do it begrudgingly that got really old for me and this was an only I believe an eight episode series so the fact that I was bored um not I mean there were still good jokes throughout the season but it was just really wearing on me that every every week I tuned in I was like didn't I just see this episode last week it was just really um apparent that they didn't really know where to go with this season yeah but they knew they had to pump out a season that's mm-hmm. what I got from it and unfortunately you know Jessica Walter she did pass away and I think she was the missing she she was something magical in the show she was the straight man but she was also yeah. the ringleader to the circus and they they need a new ringleader and as much as they try to convince us that a certain character this season could be that ringleader i wasn't completely sold at the end i do think it's a beautiful uh, full circle moment to um to elect the leader they elected but i wasn't fully sold on her because throughout this season she didn't really have her time to shine mm-hmm. as a leader i felt like um so i wasn't fully sold i'm in if they have another season i'm hoping yeah. they'll introduce 
course, in the first episode, they will bring us into the agency and we'll see how it's been working out with that person as a leader. So maybe that'll that'll make the season feel better for me, how it wrapped up. Um, and then also, other than no Barry, no Jessica Walter, um, the, two of my favorite characters. It just, I do appreciate that a lot of the characters took took a went up a level in their character development we already talked about cheryl yeah i feel like archer was a little bit more mature lana i kind of felt as much as i appreciated her being more of a mother this season she still felt kind of stagnant and honestly kind of complainy like very very just complainy um literally every episode she's just archer you're too drunk or like oh my ex-husband is being such a dick you know are you i just need more from a character than that just complaining about everything that's happening be more proactive be funnier honestly um ray had a pretty interesting arc this season we there was a there was kind of a a twist with his character that was fun all the other i mean pam had a little subplot as well she got a love interest so i appreciated that for that was kind of building on her character but nothing too too exciting honestly throughout the season the redundancy was just like the nail in the coffin for me i'm going to give this and so even the worst archer season is still pretty good I, I do want to start by saying that, but as far as a, as Archer goes, I'm going to just rate this based on the other seasons. I'm going to say it was a six out of 10 potato salads with extra dill. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Gina? Yeah, I um, I just wish, like I said, they would have stepped into territory that would have probably grounded this. People may not have liked it. So they're like, oh, it's getting a little too serious. But they cover topics that are serious. Uh, with Lana... I didn't get that she was complaining because honestly, like, girl, I'll be complaining too. But <laughs> like, if that was the person I allowed to have a child with and then her ex-husband, I was just like, yeah, you need a vacation. You, you need therapy and a vacation. So I could understand it. But again, we they just didn't really go there with those dramatic elements. So it comes off as complaining, right? It comes off as kind of disingenuous if you will, when it comes to those emotional beats that I feel like would have, I think we should have delved a little bit deeper between Lana and Archer. That way we kind of get that, you kind of get that resolution or that, that not, well, I don't know if resolution is the right word, but I feel like that was, that would have been a nice send off for Mallory Archer because that family dynamic would have been explored, right? Since the matriarch is missing now. Um, And she was literally so special to the show. Uh, out of all the Archer seasons, to me, yeah, this one isn't the most memorable, but I don't think it makes it a bad season. But definitely, like, I don't think there was enough story building here or character arc building here where if you miss this season, you're going to miss out on, like, key points of, like, the story at all with any of these characters um, other than the story they had contained within the season. So for me, um, it just wasn't, I, I wouldn't be mad if I missed it. But if you are an Archer fan, I feel like you would enjoy this season. It feels like a filler season. It's still like a filler episode. I feel like the whole season yeah. is like a filler season. So maybe next season <laughs> we'll get more Annie up antics. We'll get really into the family dynamics and we'll get them kind of like going all the way. So yeah, yeah. Um, with that being said, I definitely, I would, I, you know what? I feel like this is a great Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> Definitely pour yourself some cereal and roll that blunt. And I feel like you will not be upset that you wasted your sativa on this season. I don't think you will be. Um, So with that being said, for Archer fans, you'll enjoy it. Uh, But for folks who aren't Archer fans, I don't think they're really... I think you should start at earlier seasons to get a better idea of why this show is so popular and is, you know, won so many awards and been nominated. 
so with that being said, my rating would be, <laughs> oh man, uh, it would be a seven out of 10 times Pam is the worst fucking liar <laughs> ever. <laughs> Pam cannot lie to save her life and I love her to death. So yeah. All right, Jordan. Uh, I will say uh, this is still one of the better seasons for me. I really did like how this was able to say, yes, we we know uh Mallory's gone now is a big important aspect but I still feel like the show pulled it off it had an interesting dynamic and it started off strong and it actually did finish strong but I will say there were compl- there were uh negatives brought up that I do agree with I agree with Kim in that this season was repetitive in a episode structure because yes they don't want to be working for Fabian and they will bitch about it whenever they're given a mission and that seems to be the outlining start to nearly every episode. And that, yes, uh, I also agree with Gina, Jenna that uh, we don't see how Mallory's death affects everyone else. We see it mainly how it affects Archer and to a certain degree Aww. Lana as well. And yeah, Lana still feels like her character's lost a little bit of steam, but I still enjoy the hell out of her. Like, whenever she gets a great fucking line, and it's primarily Aisha Tyler's delivery and just how she's, she puts everything into that delivery. But still loved it. Uh, there are still plenty of episodes I absolutely do love now. They're some of my favorites. And I don't necessarily feel like it was a filler season, but it's like, there are some episodes you can relatively skip, but it's like, I would say at least the closing arc, which was like about the last three episodes, those would be like pretty important, but I still really liked this season. I liked Archer's maturity and how this show was able to course correct without Jessica Walter there, even though her, she was... Yeah, the missing key ingredient. I still loved it. Still got plenty of great laughs. And I'm just still a really big fan of the show. So I'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten patisseries that were ran by a certain agency that is <laughs> that that is centrally known in several right places. Um, yeah, I this was not... Probably even one of my top five seasons, but it is still, nevertheless, it was quite enjoyable all the way through. It, it felt like the classic return to form Archer, but a little bit pared down, and maybe that can just be chalked up to the characters themselves maturing or something. I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's not as funny as it used to be, because that's not true. It's just not quite as funny in the same ways. I, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's... It was good, but it, it didn't grab me like it used to, but I am still in it enough to definitely keep watching as long as they're willing to churn this thing out, which is apparently forever. Um, with that said, I would give this 7 out of 10 times that AJ apparently raided my wardrobe without telling me. <laughs> Um, that little outfit they show her wearing, I literally have exactly that, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's got cool parents and good fashion sense. For sure. And I will say, as the resident gay aunt in my family, I too aspire to be like Aunt Pam. Shouldn't we all? 
I would honestly be best friends with Pam if she was real. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think that's a good stopping point.